G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. There was a, a little child was uh, bitten by the school rabbit. She came in crying. I've been bitten by the rabbit. When I looked at her finger, there really wasn't anything there at all. She just needed some reassurance. But with the OCD kind of worry, I wrote a note, put it in her bag and thought, well, that should be fine. Life goes on, but not for me. Welcome to Real Faith. Conversations about the impact faith has on our lives and the challenges we go through. Helping us today and giving us hope for tomorrow. That's real people, real life and real faith with Eric Scatterbo. Well, it's not uncommon to hear someone who's quite fussy about something being accused of having OCD or obsessive compulsive disorder. You know, what's the matter with you? Are you OCD or something? It's mostly done in a disparaging way. But what really is OCD and what is it like to live with it? We'll get some insights today from our guest, Rosemary Burke. She's the author of the book, The Lava Tube, A Christian's Personal Journey with Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. Rosemary, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me. Glad to have you with us. And you hear that occasionally in everyday conversation. People use the term OCD? Yes, they do quite a lot, especially these days. And what is the way that you've heard it? Well, I've heard people when they're maybe at work um, wanting to make an excuse for the fact that they want to go into more detail in something or that they, they want to be really prepared. They'll say, oh, that's just my OCD coming out. I really want to check on this question or, or yeah, have this detail yeah. covered. Yeah. yeah, so we hear it all the time and a lot of times in a disparaging way, not always to the person's face. Oh, he's, he's just OCD about that mm. or whatever. But that's not actually what OCD is. Mm, that's right. Yes, OCD is um, a type of anxiety disorder. Um, like people may get depression or um, other kinds of anxiety, but it's the one that's um, often the butt of jokes, really. Yeah, um, I mean, how yeah. sad is that? I mean, there are people who are really suffering with this, mm. and then to hear somebody kind of using it in a flippant way. Yeah, it's all about um, how we deal with um, things that are out of our control in life, which is which is a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's where we might have um, thoughts in our minds that we just can't stop. They're distressing thoughts that go around and around and become an obsession that we can't seem to, no matter what we do, no matter how we rationalize it, we can't get rid of that nagging thought that really begins to bother us. That's okay. an obsessive kind of thing. Okay, um, well, I want to ask you a question. Please help me. Sure. I've had a nagging thought, and this is real. I, Right here in the mm -hmm. studio a while ago, I forgot to, well, actually, I incorrectly put in the security code. And then the next day, they pointed out, hey, somebody forgot to put in the security code. So since that time, when I leave this building, I double check. Did I put it in? Is the light on? Double check the door. And sometimes I'll be in my car and I'll, and I'll be thinking about stuff. And I'm like, oh, now did I do it? And I'll go back. I'll walk all the way back and check. Is the security light on? Is the door locked? You know, I'm getting kind of obsessed about this because I don't want to, you know, be told again, hey, somebody forgot to put the security mm. cord on. Please tell me, Rosemary, do I have a problem? <laughs> um, Eric, it only becomes a problem if you find that you might uh, go back to the car maybe two or three times and, and go back and check that you've done the locking up properly. Or you might get to after dinner time and you might think, 
maybe that was yesterday that I locked up properly. Maybe tonight I didn't. I better go back and check again. Well, I'm feeling better now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If I go back and I check the door and it's locked, I'm fine. I go home and I don't think about it again. What happens with somebody who has a problem? Yes, it would be that um, that that person um, can't get it out of their minds. They feel uncomfortable, worried and stressed that there are going to be enormous repercussions for not locking up that night, not locking up properly. It might affect people's lives. It might affect the business. The worries become gigantuan mm. in, in their scope for someone who has OCD. Now, sometimes I'll get a phone call from somebody who's left earlier and say, hey, Eric, can you go check and see if the heater is off in my room? Because I think I forgot to turn it off. And then I'll go check. I'll say, yeah, it's off. And then they'll go on with their lives. Now, somebody who's starting to get into unhealthy thinking, even though they've been told the information that they needed, they'll still worry about it. Is that kind of the difference between like Mm. healthy concern and a in, problem. Yes. Look, look, it could be. It could be that it starts to become a bit of a habit, those worrying thoughts, that even to have the reassurance of a colleague that um, that the heat is off, that uh, they can't trust themselves that they have turned off that switch, even though they have. So it keeps on going around and around in their mind, even though yes. they've been told the information right. that should have relieved the anxiety. Yes, that's right. And rationalizing um and checking doesn't seem to be enough to get rid of that nagging thought. Now, you know about this. I do. From personal experience. Mm. Let's find out your story. Let's go back to when you were very young. When did you first start to notice that mm. things were not quite right? Not quite, yes. Look, I had a very happy-go-lucky childhood in the main, um, but around about the age of 12, and I'd grown up in a Christian home and was a very good girl, at the age of 12, I caught glandular fever. Um, which was in those days called the kissing disease because it was it's passed on by people coughing on each other and a saliva sharing drink bottles things like that and yes kissing too and I developed this without um, any kissing of any anybody any boys <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I noticed um, due to the reaction of a, a couple of people at that time I started to slip in um, OCD type patterns now I'm not following how did mm. that come up from having this uh, fever. Yes, sure. Well, while I was very sick, um, uh, first of all, I couldn't understand why a happy, fit little girl would get so sick. Mm-hmm. So there was a misunderstanding there. But I was visited by uh, a relative who took me aside when my mum went to make her a cup of tea and asked me, Rosemary, um, now that your mum's out of the room, tell me really, what have you been up to to catch this? You must have done something. You must have been kissing someone. You're a naughty girl if you don't really come up with um, what's really oh, happened. Wow. Like really putting a guilt trip on you. Yes, and um, because she was a trusted person, I didn't really know what to do, what to say. Uh, suddenly I, I, I thought to myself, well, there must be a way I can prove I'm a good little Christian girl. And I started to slip into behaviors that um, indeed made me as good as I could be. Mm. Um, it did start off at that time, at that age of um, thinking if I read a Bible verse every night, I wouldn't get sicker. Um, that kind of strange mm. little quirky habit that started to slip in. But do you think that kind of stigma or the implication that, hey, there's something wrong with you, that kind of was causing anxiety? Yes, yes. I felt, I guess, um, misunderstood. And then I put all my effort into um, presenting myself as, um, well, perfect, really. Mm. Because you wanted to keep that anxiety away. Yes, that's right. But it was impossible because you never kissed anybody in the first place. (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) So it was never going to work. Hmm. Yes. But you were going to try and try and try and be the extremely good little girl. 
That's right. Yes. Then what happened? Mm. Well, it waxed the OCD, which was undiagnosed because it, in, it was the 70s and there wasn't a lot of information out there. I knew something wasn't quite right. My parents did too. But uh, we Was all, it manifesting in other ways? Um, mainly it would be like um, practicing my music pieces, um, handing in assignments, um, things like that, making them perfect. Um, writing things three times to make sure that they were uh, done because well, I liked the number three and... Oh, wow. Kinds of strange things. Wow. Strange things. Now, like I was going to just ask you, what's the difference between a perfectionist and somebody with OCD? Mm -hmm. I think a perfectionist really enjoys the satisfaction of doing things to the best of their ability Mm -hmm. and goes home feeling satisfied. Whereas with someone with OCD, they just feel it's never quite good enough. There will always be the most extreme or rare complication in their lives that may be their fault. And Mm -hmm. that, um, that gets them down really badly. So if you like things to be perfect and you get it to that level, then you're happy and you walk away, hey, I did a good job. Mm. But somebody with OCD, they're just never going to get to that point of being satisfied with it. Yes. Is that what you're saying? That's right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Getting back to your story. Mm. Well, it waxed and waned through my teenage years. And once I got to um, move into nursing, things seemed to settle down. It would just, um, the those obsessive and compulsive thoughts would only come on when I was um, under a lot of pressure, maybe mm-hmm. exam time or, or something like that. But most of the time I was feeling pretty good. Okay. Now let's fast forward to your adult years and it kind of came up again. Yes, that's right. Um, things were going pretty well over the years with the uh, so those OCD type feelings. Occasionally I'd be a little bit suspicious of myself, wondering if... Um, I was um, getting some tendency towards anxiety, but I thought, no, I should have everything together. Uh, I know what I'm doing, have a strong faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I've studied a little bit of counselling, communication. No, I'm all good. Okay. Unfortunately, when I, I became a school nurse, um, this was uh, when my children were quite young. Um, I have two children. And uh, the job became quite stressful. I started to notice anxiety building up inside me at work, and this is where things really began to unravel. Okay, what were you anxious about? It seemed that um, when children would come to the sick bay, instead of um, assessing them in first aid uh, with first aid measures, I started to tip into worrying about all the things that might happen to them, the very rare um, situations that might be involved in why they'd come in the first place. What would be an example? Oh, an example would be um, there was a, a little child was uh, bitten by the school rabbit. Okay, and, that happens. Uh, on the end of her finger and she came in crying, I've been bitten by the rabbit. When I looked at her finger, there really wasn't anything there at all. She just needed some reassurance. But with the OCD kind of worry, I wrote a note, put it in her bag and thought, well, that should be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no scratch. There's nothing there. She's happy again. She's gone back to her classroom. Life goes on. Life goes on, but not for me. Uh, a few minutes later, I was worrying, maybe she, it, what if she doesn't take the note out of her bag and give it to her mum? She might develop an infection that nobody knows about. Oh, and it wow. might become, go. Uh, so this is where it's, yeah, it's getting out of the realm of yes. normal concern. Yes, into the stratosphere. I yeah. <laughs> So the scenario would go um, that she would then get really sick and die and they would lose wow. their child. She wouldn't You're get thinking, to grow up. Oh, my goodness. Everyone would hate me. I would be um, incompetent. Is this like 2 a.m. you're thinking about this? In the- oh, quite quickly. 
Yeah, and oh, okay. then again I, at I 2 a.m. as well, yes. Oh, wow, so it's just coming back. This is just haunting back you. Back again, again. So I went to the phone and I rang up and left a message on the answering machine of the family home and said, uh, your little girl has been uh, bitten by the school rabbit. All looks good, but I just Take wanted to let you know. Take her to the emergency room right away. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I knew not to do that, but okay, it felt okay. like that. Uh, yeah, it yeah, sure did. Yeah. And, but then half an hour later, I thought, I wonder if their answering machine works. Maybe it's broken. Oh, my goodness. So we're back to the start again. Maybe she won't take the note out of the bag. So I rang up again, and the grandma of this little girl uh, answered the phone, and she quite roughly said, yes, I did get your message. I know about the rabbit. It will be <laughs> fine. I will tell her mother. And to me, that yeah, was... Just, just leave me alone here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, that was reassuring in a way because yeah. I'd, I'd had the backup of grandma. But then I started to think, oh, what if grandma gets sick and doesn't pass the message oh, on? So here we go. Oh, paralysis by overanalysis. Yes. Perfect. So that started, unfortunately, started to tip into a lot of the children that were coming to sick bay for various reasons. Oh, wow. Yeah. So were you starting to get a reputation? Um... Oh, you were sending everybody home? In the last couple of weeks, yes. I think I probably was. The office um, staff were starting to notice. Why aren't there any children in the school? <laughs> <laughs> we just want to Where know. have they all gone? <laughs> yes, Mrs. Mrs. Burke is sending everybody home now. Yeah, so unfortunately, um, I did have to resign. And Oh, wow. I'm, so this is, this is the difference between just kind of a, a little bit of a concern, a little bit of anxiousness, but now this has actually caused you to lose your job. Yes. That's right. It was a professional disaster. Yeah. Um, I set a resignation date, but my stress levels um, with the anxiety were so high, I didn't get to that date, and I had wow. left early. Wow. Yeah. Our guest today is Rosemary Burke. She's sharing her story about her battle with OCD, or Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. We're going to take a break, and when we return, we'll find out how her faith has helped her to heal and how she's in a much better place these days. That and more when we return right here on Real Faith. <laughs> 